The dork you grew up with on radio for 40 years is now in a tidy digital place. Doc On Demand, where you pick the topics, then you be on the dang podcast. Live now in the Eagle app. It is uh, episode six of Yours Truly On Demand. I've been waiting for this one forever. Long time, uh, buddy. And actually... Uh if you if you put up with me on the radio for any length of time, you can you can more or less blame this guy, uh, Rich Kane. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Jeffington. How are you? <laughs> so I, I want to talk about our our personal time together during the 99Q days. But let's talk let's talk Richard Kane. Obviously, you currently uh, could we call you Quincy's weatherman? Is that too is that too big of a title? I share that platform with Brian, and so yeah, you could do that. Yeah, Brian's a good guy too. Yes, he is. So, but I'm curious about going back to the beginning. I first met you in 1987. Um, how much? How long before that had you been in radio? Two years. Okay, two plus years. My first job was in Moberly, Missouri, and I was a programmer. And you weren't an on-air personality per se, but you basically had to do what you were told to do, and yeah. then some. Yeah. So I, I had done news, I I did weather, I was a uh, Doppler radar operator because they had a Doppler radar installation at the wow. time. Wow. They, they liked me. They made it worth my while to stay those two and a half years. But then I felt I hit kind of a brick wall. It's like I could be doing more. Yeah. And so that's when I came to Quincy. So to explain, well, first of all, what, what made you decide, like what, the young rich, what made you decide radio was something you wanted to do? Well, long story short, my yeah. father was attending uh, Ohio State University. Okay. He loved classical music. So when he was a student, he was uh, asked to do a half-hour show introducing listeners to new classical music. So that's what he did for a while. And his news guy was a guy by the name of Jack Buck. Oh, no kidding. Yes, because Jack wow. was a journalism major. My father was a history major, but because of his musical knowledge at that age, uh, he was asked to do his show. My mother was a librarian, and we're introduced by the secretary to the station manager, and now you know the rest is history. <laughs> right. So you, you joined 99Q, what was it, 87? It was June of 1987. Uh, I had to replace David P. Norman, who had left. And uh, I was offered the job actually in late April after meeting with David Wellborn, who made the offer to me. And it was like significantly more than what I was earning in Moberly. Sure. So I accepted and then moved to Quincy in early June. Okay. And it was that same month <laughs> that a punk redheaded kid <laughs> walks in. <laughs> you and I had a mutual friend. Um, and so without boring people with my history, I started in 83. I was on KGRC when I was in high school. I was a junior at Hannibal High School and um, went out west for a while and came back. And, and, and you and I had a mutual friend. And she said that, uh, hey, I know a guy that just got hired at 99Q. Are you interested in talking to him? And I... I didn't consider, you know, at that time, you know, 99Q, when it, when it went on the air in 1985, was almost immediately the number one station in the market. It was, it was big. It was, it, it, and, and there's still to this day, there are people that, uh, that reminisce about, about those days. So I didn't consider myself worthy. I still don't consider myself <laughs> worthy, but I got, I had the chance to talk to you. So what do you remember about that time when we first met? It was the audition tape, Jeff. It was so tightly produced. It was so, I'm like, lively. And it's like, we've <laughs> got to hire this guy. 
I he's, think I may have recorded somebody else and sent it to Rich. He's like the perfect <laughs> the perfect person to replace an empty spot. Yeah. Because I think at that time Greg Hawbrick had left. He went to Terre Haute for an album oriented rock station. Okay, play you two. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just most impressed with the uh, the young redheaded gentleman, and then Rick Astley came along, and so was the, <laughs> the Battle of the Redheads. I was the original Rick Roll. <laughs> no, what's funny, and and I, in full disclosure, um, I during that time I would spend hours in production studios working on the tape and the the scary thing is what i would produce i couldn't replicate i was like <laughs> when, I, when it actually came to doing a live show I, I couldn't even come close and so i remember when i first met you and and this is this is one of the thing i think most people aren't aware of rich kane is the originator of doc because up until that time i i was born jeff holiday but the holiday's a real thing we come to find out my wife did the ancestry thing we are distantly connected to the real gunfighter it's a real thing mm-hmm. but up until then i i had just been my regular name so i grew up here and I, i'll never forget you know we we at that time we had jeff dorsey we had jeff johnson and so i i when rich when you you kindly you know tr- put your trust in me to to be the the guy on afternoons on 99q and um and i remember you said we, you you can't be jeff we've we already got enough jeffs yes so I'm like, well, you can't call me Roy. We had Jeff Myers. We yes. had Jeff Dorsey. Jeff Holiday? No, yeah. that's not going to work. Yeah. And so you, just like, like, what, had you been thinking about it or what made you say that this doc is going to be a good It was just off the top of my head. And it's like, it, and it's like, I thought it fit. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's, <laughs> I remember, I remember saying to Rich that, you know, that sounds cool. But I don't think I'm cool enough to be a gunfighter. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm cool enough to be a gunfighter. <laughs> but it was. It came to the point where it's like you know, uh, okay, sure. This we'll have some fun with this. And and what was funny is years later, my parents eventually started calling me Doc because really? because I became so associated with that nickname. And I still to this day I'm not worthy of it. But uh, that was so much fun. So. Rich Kane deserves a medal because he put up with me. Let's see, when I joined 99Q, I was 21 years old. Yeah, you were young. I was young. And um, and that was the first time, I think all of us that have done broadcasts go through this at some point. Um, if you've done this for any length of time, there's one certain time where people start recognizing you. Uh, like you'll be walking down the street, you'll be in the in the store, you know, in the grocery store buying ketchup. Mm. Somebody will walk up and say, "Oh, you're 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 Rich Kane or you're Doc," and it and it's it take you know it takes a bit. Before, you know, you almost go through this like superstar, you know, <laughs> like wow, I'm I'm kind of famous, and so Rich <laughs> got to. Uh, Got to put up with me during that era. I, in fact, I had a, a, a license plate, <laughs> a Missouri license plate, 99Q-Doc. Oh, yes, I, have a personalized I remember plate. that. Remember that? <laughs> so anyway, Rich, I, I owe so much to this man because I look back now. I've been doing this. This is my 40th year. Congratulations. And, uh, if Rich, no, no, you're, you're responsible, man. So there, there, there are like four key people in my life that believed in me at a certain point in time. That were that were key. There's a guy I worked with out west named Dan Kelly, who's a great, great special dude. Um, I worked with a guy in California who used to work with Howard Stern, Mark Stephen, who is a brilliant guy. Mm. Uh, but it was it it was, and then Ed Clay, of course, at KGRC when I was in high school. But it was Rich Kane 
that actually put faith in a punk redheaded kid <laughs> that led to <laughs> that led to 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 all this. So I, I owe you so much, brother. No problem. Hey, Jeff, you are entirely welcome because it was well-deserved. And it still is. We still have so much fun. So I want to talk yeah. about TV Rich because you and I both, it was, it was. was. we've been on like, uh, maybe we are brothers from a different mother because we both joined 99Q in 87. By 89, uh, there was a new corporation that kind of took over. Well, not new because they were in charge, but there was there were new people from out east that, that took over 99Q. Um, I, I don't know if I want to say his last name, but Paul was the uh, was the was the the market president and a unique individual. Um, he was an intense East Coast guy, um, and I'll I'll never forget. I changed the thermostat in the ninety nine Q studios, and uh, that was a no no. You remember that? Yes, that was a no no. There was a box on top of the thermos. I wasn't there a box on top of the there thermostat? was after I changed. I well, got oh, caused yeah, for busting it before you got a hold of it. So and, and then uh, and Paul Holsoppel realized. Oop! I said his last name. Yeah, whoopsie daisy. We still love you, Paul. Yeah, uh, but this is a story where he ripped the thermostat off the wall and cut himself deeply. He, he and I was actually on the air when it happened. And and the thermostat was in the 99Q studio, and I remember he was bleeding, and I got blamed for it. I was responsible for bloodshed. I got blamed for a lot of things. Yeah. And so, anyway, you and I both kind of came to a place in 89 where we decided we needed to go do something else somewhere else. And so you you eventually became TV rich. Eventually, but it was through us. Uh, it was through time and accomplishments. Because I was an a- I was hired cross town as an afternoon AM talk show host. I remember that. All right. So then a couple years later, I was shifted to morning show producer slash talent, working with the one and only Jeff Dorsey. Yeah. After that, then they needed somebody to do the morning show weather fill in. So I did that, and eventually. The progression, the interest, the I had the skills to do the job, so they basically hoisted me into TV exclusively, and that's how it end, ended up. Yeah. There, you know what? WGEM over the years has had some legendary people. Uh, Bill Wegman, um, I, actually, I grew up with my parents listening to him and Bob Turek. Oh, silly and Billy. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Bristol, who was on the TV side and also did some radio stuff, worked with uh, with him for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some obviously a legendary organization. Um, but what 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 actually do you what what caused you when you when the opportunity came? What what transformed uh, Radio Rich into TV Rich? I think it was working with the morning crew on TV back if that happened back in 1987, and then progressively. Through the years, I was asked by the general manager at the time, Leo Henning. He said, Rich, you remember that idea you brought up in the mid-90s? I said, yeah. He said, we'd like for you to go back to school. Here's the deal. Okay, I accept it. Mississippi State, Starkville, here I come. And after three years, I got my certificate and... The rest is history. And a meteorologist. In meteorology. So back and you've, and looking back you, with that Doppler radar in Moberly that <laughs> you had control the of. Legendary the Doppler legendary Doppler radar. So it all comes full circle. It does. And, you know, we were trained by National Weather Service staff in Moberly to, to utilize that Doppler radar. And um, we became 
legend back in the mid 80s because we were the only station that did it yeah. how do you have a doppler radar on radio and tell people what's going on well we figured it out and yeah. we made a lot of money on it you had to paint word pictures right <laughs> yeah. you had to paint word pictures uh yeah basically we had a big right on wipe off board with china marker the whole i mean a huge 12-foot wall that had a map layout with range rings and then a china marker on a string and that's how we did it. So anybody that's seen Steve Carell and Anchorman uh, has laughed at the green screen uh, weather experience. So uh, the, you obviously have perfected that. Right. Uh, so what? now that there's all this new digital technology, um, with, uh, and I follow you and Tegan on Facebook and, and on the socials and stuff, and you guys do a great job of, of um, doing the Facebook Lives and that sort of stuff. I mean, how has that changed over the years with, with how you do what you do? Well, it was diff- It was really interesting when I went to um, where I am now, KHQA. They said, uh, well, you got to make three social media posts a day, and then when there's this thing, Facebook Live. And I'm like, this is all very alien to me because, because previously, really, di- digital and social media was kind of a backseat, if, if you will. First it airs, then it gets posted on digital. Well, now that's completely changed. Yeah, flip flops. You've got to you've got to yeah. break out of that dichotomy and think forward. Yeah, and it's like every time a tornado warning comes out, severe thunderstorm warning, it first goes out on digital media. Then we have the website push, and then you go to air. So air takes. I hate to say, a backseat priority. Yeah, Rich and I have talked amongst ourselves because we are the old school guys, and it's 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 hard to uh, realize that people, you know, and this is what I've learned. You, you can you may think you know the best thing for the audience. The audience will tell you how they want their content, <laughs> and it, it it's the same on radio. Yes. Uh, if, I I normally I will normally drop weird things I find on our app and on Facebook, and then shoot out app alerts. Uh, and then see if the audience interacts with it, and that makes the that actually is how I decide what goes on the radio what show. What works and what doesn't? Yeah, in other words, yeah. do they like this? Nope. Okay, well, let's try something else. And uh, that's they. I don't know if most radio listeners understand this, but at least in my case, they they do call the shots. <laughs> they, if, you know, I, I've had things that have just been. I remember there was a weird thing I found: some Illinois deer licking a cat, and I thought it was stupid, but I thought it was funny, so I drop it in the app. Man, we had like hundreds of thousands of people that checked out this deer and this cat i'm like okay people people call the shots or you you were telling me the story about the cow up in a tree <laughs> yeah so back back in the 90s uh when i was on kick i was you know back in those days uh, we had so many phone calls people people used the phone that was that was when the internet was still a new very much a new thing and uh, I had a listener call me and say, hey, I'm driving down 19, you know, near center, and there's a cow in a tree. <laughs> and so we had listeners. We had a phone patrol, a phone posse, if you will, go down and investigate this cow. Now, it, you know, it's phone cameras and it's that. And, you know, it's just it's such a different world. But it's it's still at the end of the day, it's still engagement with the audience. Right. So so what's I'm, I'm curious what. Uh, what Rich Kane twenty twenty two? What what is what's the future for Rich? What you have, have anything left to do that you haven't already done? Oh yeah, it's called retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so is that in sight? I mean, are you well, gonna... it, it, not immediately? But I I I'm now a granddad, and that's hard for me to swallow because 
you and me talking even before we started the podcast, we were reminiscing, and it's like, yeah. wow, that seems like yesterday. Yes, yeah, sure does. Well, fast forward, reality check. I'm past sixty, and I found that I can't do things as fast and as efficient as I used to. So it's like, am I knocking on the door to start to slow down a little bit? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, you you've de- you definitely deserve whatever you decide to do, man. It's uh it, no matter how long you keep doing this, you're you're obviously going to be you know, we we were talking about some of the some of the great tri-state, you know, legends of uh, media, D- Dennis Oliver, Jeff Dorsey, Bill Wegman, Bob Turek. Um the list is long. Liz Bob Lukowski, Joy. Bob Joy, yeah. Yeah. There there are so many so many great people and and you're definitely going to be considered one of those great personalities. Corey McCloskey. I miss Corey. <laughs> Corey was so fun. Um, who's, uh, he's in Phoenix now. Yeah, and he's still doing a great job. And I, and I was reminiscing also uh, the great Paul Thomas. Yeah, yeah, PC. absolutely. Yeah, Paul. It, yeah, Paul during the Y one one days. There's just uh, there's so many people, but uh, um, you know, it's still it's it's. And I think you and I maybe have. Re- I don't want to necessarily group you in with me, but I've reached the point in my life where I stopped caring what people think. So I'm having more fun now. Uh, than I probably had even 30 or 40 years ago. Well, I I still care what people think, especially when they respond to something on Facebook or a yeah. post on Twitter or you know something like that. Um, no, I'm not really doing TikTok. I leave that to the lady anchors. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I I still care. I may not care as much as I used to. But I still care. Yeah. Well, and see, and I, I care about what we do. I think I, my thing is I, I, I used to get my feelings hurt. Um, I, rem, you know, you and I have back in those days those phone calls. But I had somebody that called the radio station. They didn't like the way I laughed. And I, I bet I spent two really? weeks. Really? Yeah, somebody I, made bet. an effort to call and say they did. Oh, I don't like they, your laugh. Yeah, they don't like. And, and I, th- I dwelled on that for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and now that would be so funny to me. I, I don't even care. But no, you know what I do care about is, is, is people like Rich. And you've been a, a great friend over the years, and, and an absolutely uh, vital. I, I know for a fact that I would not be doing this right now if it were not for you, sir. So, oh, gee, thank you. So truly, truly one of those mentors. <laughs> Uh, who tried to tame me during during the uh, 99Q days, and uh, still still such a, a great media personality these days. So what's the what's the best way to keep track of uh, Rich Kane? Is it is it the Facebook monster or what's what's the deal with? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. I I don't post a lot like other people do, but if it's important to me, that's when I start to share. Yeah, well, I would things. imagine most most of the people within the sound of our voice are already following you, but we'll make sure we hook everybody up with all your links but and stuff. There, I have a business page, then I have my personal page, and a lot of people get me confused on my personal page. It's like, how come you don't post weather? Uh, you're on the wrong page. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll make sure to direct them to Weather Rich but, uh, and TV Rich. Tw- Twitter, yeah, I got the blue check mark for Twitter. Um, and I Thanks, do that. Elon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to start paying now. <laughs> and that's where I do a lot of weather stuff, along with other things that I think are important to people. Yeah. So. Well, I, I appreciate your time, Rich. Thank you for the conversation as oh, always. You're welcome, and, Jeff. And, you want to talk about Lita Ford? <laughs> oh, you know what? That's actually, I'm glad you brought up Lita Ford. One more story. So <laughs> I, so back in, we were talking about Jack Manis, who's who's been one of the. I, I'm not sure if he's still doing it, but he was one of the great concert promoters uh, in the tri-state area for uh, decades, at least years. So the story goes: Lita Ford in 1988 
right after Kiss Me Deadly came out. She and uh, Lillian Axe were coming to the casino to to play a show. And it was, I think, maybe February. I think February of 88. It was during cold, the cold days. It was winter. The, uh, Riverfront uh, in Hannibal wasn't open. Yeah. So, no. Young Punk Doc... Uh, I, I, a lot of times I would fail to ask permission before I would do things. Now I've actually learned, you know, maybe you should, you know, go through the proper channels. Back in those days, I reached out to Jack Manis and I'm like, hey, I love Lita Ford and Lillian Axe. Can you just send them up to the 99Q studios? And Jack, of course, being Jack, well, sure. Yeah. And so I, I don't remember what I told you, but, but, uh, back in those days, we were in the WCU building, 10th floor, 10th floor. And uh, Lita Ford and her bass player come come up the elevator, march into the studios, <laughs> wearing <laughs> denim and leather. It was incredible, and I'm a nervous kid because we had no digital delay or any kind of delay Completely whatsoever. Completely live, right? And it was live. Yeah. And I'm like, please don't, please don't, <laughs> please don't, please don't. And yeah. my boss downstairs on the four on the sixth floor he he's rolling in his chair it's like come on <laughs> yes yes <laughs> so if you know if a a word one of those seven words was going to be uttered we'd have to report it to the fcc and probably get fined and um uh, you know if you voluntarily report i think that's it's a slap on the wrist yeah but I'm pacing the hallway listening to your interview with Lita, and it's like, please don't, please don't, please, <laughs> please, don't, don't, please don't. So I'll never forget, and, and they fortunately did not let let fly any bad words. No, but except the word ass. They Oh, I forgot that. that yeah, yeah, she right. said, I want to see, you asked for final words. Yes. And she said, I want to see everybody's ass at the concert. Nice. Well, do you remember the quest, The thing that I, <laughs> that I asked? I asked Lita, I, I said... How do you stay in such great shape on the road? Which was the wrong question to ask. <laughs> so Lita said she lo- she looked at her bass player and she laughed and she said, "I do push ups in the back of the bus." <laughs> and that was and I didn't. She did. It was all right. I'm, I'm the naive guy and I didn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> and so and so uh, I can only imagine, uh, knowing what I know now, what that hallway pacing must have been like for Rich. That was. That was an after. That was an afternoon that I will never forget. Well, do you remember in that interview happened? We were moving studios. Yes, we were moving to our new fourth floor location. So the main studio was kind of ripped up, and you did it from the production yes, room. Yes, I did. Yeah, I, re- I refused to not have Lita on on the radio, <laughs> and uh, and so it was kind of a weird thing. Um, so, oh, is that, I, yeah, the such, such good times. I forgot about yeah, that. Those, those were. Wasn't she billed also with Ingve uh, Malmsteam? She came to Hannibal a few months later in the Hannibal Riverfront. Okay, and uh, she, I was back. We, we were, of course, ninety nine Q was the presenting station at almost every show. Back Thank in the you, Hannibal. Pete Weiss, Jay Goldberg, and Mad Dog. Yeah, um, we were the presenting station, so we were always we had the van backstage, and um, I'll never forget. I, I saw Lita walking down by the river. Wearing shades, and she was mad. Oh, Uh-oh. she was huffing. She was stomping around. Come to find out, Ingve Momstein, who some people say has a somewhat large ego. Uh, I, he was actually nice to me. But he apparently didn't give Lita uh, a sound check, or as long of a sound check as she wanted. And so she had to more or less go on stage without hardly any preparation, and she was ticked. Oh, 
Yeah, so. you don't want to get her uh, ticked off. Yeah, and by that time she was a major. That the you know, Kiss Me Deadly she, went. You well, know, it was a massive, hit, and that so. was before she and Ozzy came out with their song. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. So such good times. Well, well, Rich Kane, I appreciate your brother. Um, wish you well. I, you know, congratulations on all the family stuff. I, I, I remember now seeing the pics of the of you and your grand being the granddad and stuff. So, so happy well, for thank, you, man. Thank you, Jeff, and I. I really appreciate all the compliments that you've uh, splattered out here in the last, what, 45 minutes or so? <laughs> it's all true. The, the Rich Kane, uh, the originator of Doc, he's the, he's the, he's the man. <laughs> well, and I appreciate you asking me to do this. And any time in the future, if you want to get together again, just let me know and I'll do it. Blank check, man, anytime. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Doc On Demand. No rules. No rails. No kidding. Now in the 100.9 Eagle app, you've been warned.